When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, another thing I know you're a massive fan of, and I don't know if you've had a chance to get down there yet or not, but is the ASB Classic down there at Stanley Street, which is just up the road from where our, uh, where our studios are right now. And joining us to talk through all of the action, former tennis pro himself, reaching the third round of the US Open and Wimbledon, so he knows a bit about uh, these kind of tournaments, uh, is Jeff Simpson. He joins us now. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you, mate. How how good is it to have the ASB Classic back in the country? Oh, it's just great to see. You know, we haven't seen them for a while, but it's just great to see these these players in person. You know, we watch them on TV all the time, but just to see them in person, I've been lucky enough. I've come out to the Albany Tennis Centre to practice because, of course, we've had this horrific weather, and so I've been watching them out there practice and then watching their matches on TV at night. It's um, it's been really good. It's just uh, the quality and the standard of these players is, is just something else. Jeff, before we get into, I guess, the, uh, the semi-finals that uh, are upon us, just you talked about the horrific weather, and obviously it, it cast over the, the women's event the week before too. Do you think that, you know, obviously great lineups again uh, that we've now got, do you think that that could have a hindrance moving forward as far as how this... This year's played out for people's preparation into the Aussie Open. Will the big names sort of still not take the risk, but still say, yeah, we'll go to Auckland as opposed to camping down in Aussie? Well, you know, like I'm very much in the camp that, you know, if you want to get the top players there, you have to have the right conditions. I mean, you know, you've got a guy like Casper Ruud, who's a finalist of two Grand Slams. He's chosen Auckland as his preparation to come down here. And he has to play, and it's no, you know, as for the tournament, they're doing their best, of course. Don't get me wrong here. But, you know, yep. playing indoors on a faster court with the run back limited, you know, it's not the ideal preparation for him. And he looked at the weather forecast, you know, like it's it's really tough. So, you know, if we want to be in that area, and I think we should be because we've got a history of having lots of number ones down here and we've done well in the past and we've always talked about putting a roof over. Um, if we want to continue to attract those players, and I think, the new tournament director, Nicholas, has done a fantastic job this year, both in the men's and the women's. Uh, if we want to continue to that, we have to have the facilities right because you switch the TV on and you look at Australia, at the United Cup, for example, and you go to Brisbane, a beautiful big centre, you go to Adelaide, you go to Sydney, you go to Perth. You know, they've just got these phenomenal things. And we are two weeks prior to the Australian Open. So we're in with the big boys. So if we want to play with the big boys, we have to really have the, the facilities there. Otherwise, we can still have the tournament, but we probably won't attract those top 20 
top 10 players. Um, I, I can't imagine, you know, maybe the odd one, but, you know, you wouldn't get them consistently. So, you know, we've got everything in, in, in place. You know, we've got a Wednesday start for the top four, so they could play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's all there for them. It's a great centre court. Um, and we just need, they just need to be guaranteed that if they're, you know, uh, scheduled for Wednesday, they're going to play Wednesday at 12 o'clock, you know. And um, I think if we, want to, if, if we want to be in that area where we want to attract and continue to attract those players, you know, I don't think we have an option, really. It's going to be a stupid question, but why then don't they just put a roof on that uh, facility? Is it just a matter of uh, a financial thing? Where does the money come from for that? Or does it affect the way that the court plays? No, it won't affect. I mean, it, it you know, it takes out the conditions, of course, the wind and the sun and everything like that. But the court surface is pr- pretty much the same because our court surface is the same. And, you know, you know, when you're preparing for the Aussie Open, it's very important that our court surface is, is very, very similar to the Australian Open. And I think, um, you know, when I was involved years ago with um, the likes of Graham Pearce and Richard Palmer and that, they used to make sure that when they resurfaced the courts over there, they came and resurfaced the courts here, and I'm sure they still do that. So the players are getting exactly the same, and that's what they want because it's their preparation for the Australian Open, you see. So you can't be having a different surface and you can't be having different balls, and you've got to have a good environment. And, and Stanley Street Court is, and always has been, a, you know, it is a great environment. It's a great playing court, and um, players do like it but a roof over will just enable them to play when it rains and, you know, or excessively windy, you know, or excessively hot, which we don't have, but it's just mainly the rain. And, um, you know, over the years, it's been proven, and we've talked about the roof for years and years and years, but it has been proven that we get these in this time of the year, we do get these this weather coming in. Mm. So, Absolutely. So it's, now, it's, a, you know, oh. it's, it's a big thing, you know. Yeah, as you say, it's, uh, it's a shame that uh, we haven't quite had it like we would have dreamt it. But uh, I guess talking about dreams, Cam Norrie through to the semi-finals. Uh, I guess a local promoter's dream. Obviously, he's flying under the England flag at the moment, but very much the local is uh, getting through. Yeah, look, it's it's great to see Cam. You know, we I watched him very closely and was very keen on watching him play over the United Cup um, in in Australia where he... He beat Rafa, which is not an easy task, even though Rafa's probably wasn't playing at his best. You know, it's very, very hard to beat Rafa. So that was a big, you know, a big win for him. Then he went on and beat Demonair quite comfortably against Australia. And then again against Fritz, where he's, you know, he's 3-1 down in the third. And he fought back and really dominated that match. And then he's continued on here. He's had two good three-set matches, quite similar, you know, played well first set. Lost the second set, both in tiebreakers, but it's come out really strong in the third. And, um, you know, he's really, the last time, since the last time I really saw him, and as I said on TV, you can see it a little bit, but seeing it in person and watching him practice, you know, he's really upped his game. His, his forehand's bigger now, a lot more penetrating. Um, good fitness, really moving fast. His defence improved a lot. Um, and his court play, is, his tactical court play is really, really good. So, you know, he's made a really big jump up from the last time he was here. Um, and I, I think especially in his fitness and, and the way he's attacking the ball. So that should be a good match because Brooksby, you know, is a 22-year-old American up-and-comer. I think he's about 48 in the world at the moment, but he's definitely one of the players on the way up. 
he's played very well this week. Um, that first set he played against Schwartzman was pretty phenomenal to be able to do that to Schwartzman 6-1 and then um, come out again and win again. But he he's, um, moves very good for a big guy, you know, and he 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 plays he's he plays a court well. He he really uses the angles, um, very very consistent and you know attacks well, fast. So. It'll be a good match with Cameron. It'll be a good test. And, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm very keen to watch that. Speaking of, um, sorry, Beef, um, Kiwi's playing in the in the tournament. How good is it for us here in New Zealand to have a tournament like this where we can have players like uh, Kiran Paul Panu, uh, who is uh, uh, more or less a wild card entry into the competition and a, just a great opportunity for him to cut his teeth against some of the best on the planet. How good is it to have this tournament here in New Zealand for the up-and-comers? Well, it's good. It's great for them. And, you know, I think, you know, when you get, it's it's quite hard realistically because, you know, KP was 500 in the world and he's pitted against a guy that's, you know, like in the top 100, obviously. Mm. Gasquet, a real veteran, which is a tough match for him. Um, but, you know, even if they get into the qualifying, I mean, I, I think there should probably be, in, in my eyes, probably be a, a cutoff on their ranking uh, before they just sort of get thrown in. Um, and, you know, play through the qualifying and then they've earned their spot. I mean, if they're 200 in the world or 250 in the world, I think that's probably, you know, a good incentive for them during the year to reach. So if I get 250, I've got an opportunity of getting into the to the Heineken. Um, so I think they've got to earn their right a little bit more probably. Um, and then they can get in and then they can really compete with these guys. You mentioned you mentioned Gasquet, mate. Obviously, the two Frenchmen in the other semi-final. Uh, Gasquet is obviously the one with the the long, illustrious career. How do you see that one going? Oh, look, he played. Uh, I don't know if you saw that match last night, but you know, like Goffin was playing un- incredibly well, and then Goffin was. I think he lost his serve in the first game. He had a couple of shots where he should have put them away, and Gasquet was on it. And then you just saw the game just completely change. Gasquet got a little confident started going after his shots more and then he just played like incredible tennis i mean everything he touched he was he was he was seeing the ball like a, a like a football he couldn't miss and um i don't think i've seen a couple of sets of tennis like that for a while from a guy like that but he's um he's he's playing like he used to that's for sure so yeah hopefully hopefully he's playing another frenchman we'll see the same again today and you picked to take the whole thing out would it be cam Norrie or who are you saying? Yes, I think I think I think today I think it'll be a it'll be a really good match with Cameron and um, um, Brooksby, and I think probably I'm sticking my neck up, but I think Cameron, with his experience and the way he's playing, will probably you know I think he hopefully he'll battle through that, um, and I think the winner will probably come could probably come out of those two guys. We greatly appreciate your time uh, on the show yep. this morning, Jeff Simpson. Um, I understand you, you're uh, doing a bit of coaching as well. If people wanted to get a few tips from someone who's uh, been there and done it all, <laughs> <laughs> give us a plug. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I just uh, we have uh, over at Albany uh, Tennis Northern, we have um, where we try to get our, our our better players into American colleges to, to go on scholarship, and then get them up and playing the ITFs that we have that Tennis New Zealand are putting on around the country, which is a great opportunity for them. And just so they can extend uh, their tennis and get the opportunity to play in college. And then if they're any good, then they come out of college, you know, at the top end. Um, Like the likes of KP went through the college system and he's come out 
done very well. Uh, Cam actually, Cam Norrie went to college for a couple of years. He's, you know, and he's proven he's done quite well. Um, you know, you see Shelton, the young boy, and and um, the other one um, that came out of college. Uh, what was his name? Um, I can't quite get his remember his name, but you know they've come through that college system and now just making it onto the tennis circuit. So they're all doing well. So it's a good it's a good place for the for our New Zealanders to try their luck for you know about four years to see how they get and if they're good enough, then they got the opportunity to then go on the circuit. Brilliant. Well, we greatly appreciate your time yeah. on the show this morning, Jeff. Thanks okay. and enjoy the rest of the tournament. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Jeff Simpson. Bye. There. I was just about to ask him, um, Beef, if there was a age limit. Cut off to the uh, to the uh, college competition. Yeah, I do, I do believe there is. Um, <laughs> um, fascinating, fascinating things that uh, Jeff was saying and, and made you think about, like when he talks about like who we get, like what other what other circuit. I mean, obviously we love our rugby and we love we love our cricket. And we get those big names to our shorts. We love our dogs. We love our dogs, and and they love to race. Um, but when you think about it. Look, what other global global sport do we get anywhere near the the top echelon? Mm. And I'm talking, do we get a PGA tournament here? No, no. The New Zealand Open is, you know, love is a wonderful setting and all the rest of it, but is essentially guys trying to cut their teeth from Australia, a little bit of Asia and Kiwis. Where this is, yeah, you know, like we've got you know three or four top tenors in the women's mm. the same. And when he talks about, you know, like you've got to be able to supply the facilities, like tennis tennis players, and I don't think it's it won't probably shock too many when you read or you know hear the old story about them is they are a little bit precious. So if you're not preparing them for the biggest tournament, you know they've got four big tournaments to prepare for. If you're not preparing them for that, then they're just going to go somewhere where you can. And so when you're reading last week about how they had to go indoors and they actually had to play on a surface that was actually nothing like either A, the surface at Stanley Street or, or B, obviously, what the Australian Open is going to be like, you can't imagine you can't imagine they'll be in a rush to come back knowing that they're not just going to get that predictable Australian summer <laughs> here, you know, unless, you know, I don't know whose job it is to chuck a roof on the thing, but at least chuck a roof on the thing, you know. <laughs> It's not too hard. It's a simple request. Yeah, just chuck a roof on the thing. Chuck you know, a roof on the... A tarp. Getting, just a tarp sometimes. Like, I've, I've often had a party scheduled, um, and, you know, you can see the wind and rain coming. You just chuck a good tarp up. Um, I'm sure we could get a deal from one of our sponsors. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, you know, like, if we... It just worries me that you had all these superstars there this year, and, you know, I mean, who was the... Who was the woman that was blowing up about it? One of the big names. Um, she rolled her ankle. Emma Raducanu. Uh, Raducanu. So, you know, you get people like that sort of going against you. You know, like, you can't imagine she's coming back in a hurry. No. Uh, so it just, makes, it just makes the guys who are recruiting the for the players, their job tougher if you can't guarantee them, you know, their preparation. Absolutely. Let's get Ken Arts down there with a couple of marquees, slap that up and sort the whole thing out, I reckon.